episode two, coolest prompts, plural. We are two guys that are excited about AI and chat GPT. This is Ben and my friend Ryan. So you might be wondering after the first episode, what does chat GPT stand for? GPT stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. It's a type of language processing model developed by OpenAI. It's called generative because it can generate text based on a given prompt, and it's called pre-trained because it has been trained on a large amount of text data before it's used for a specific task. That was created by ChatGPT as a way to describe itself. So, Ryan, how about you? What have you seen in the news recently based on ChatGPT? Well, hopefully our followers haven't fallen asleep through that uh, long-winded description, but it's something you guys need to know just so you know what the GPT actually stands for because I didn't know that until about five seconds ago. Um, so some of the news that's been happening the past couple days is the chat has been slower than uh, normal. There's been a lot of lag time. People have been complaining about um, getting kicked off it and not being able to use it. Um, so that's been a little bit of a change up. Uh, there's, there's now 27,000 users on Reddit. I, I, you know, there's over 2 million users on the actual site, but Reddit having a big presence is important. Um, another thing that we have seen is just the fact that, you know, the usage has been up. We've seen a lot of people uh, tweeting about it and, and getting on top of it and, and everything like that. So, Ben, what, what have you been seeing? Yeah, so this, uh, this episode, we're Call, is called coolest prompts because uh, these are just things that other people have plugged in and what it spit out. So um, one of the things that I loved was somebody wrote, write 20 The Onion articles if they were written at a time before 20 AD, which is hilarious. So um, some of them included, I won't read all 20, but some of them included Roman emperor declares himself a god, receives mixed reactions. Um, another one was Viking Raiders loot small town, apologize for any inconvenience caused. Um, Moses leads Israelites out of Egypt, receives multiple complaints about the lack of Wi-Fi. So all those are hilarious. Um, more of a, a fun party trick for ChatGPT. But one thing that it does, um, it does reveal is what we've talked about before, um, that it is... Uh, it will give information and some of this stuff can be confidently wrong. So when it talks about um, it's spitting out, it, it doesn't create new uh, creative content. It only regurgitates stuff based on patterns that it knows. So obviously it's read all of the Onion articles. It knows what an Onion uh, headline um, kind of looks like. Um, but like when it talks about lack of Wi-Fi, that's not in 20 AD, um, but it knows that pattern um, that it would it sounds good as an Onion article, and all these sound believable as an Onion article. Um, one of the things that GPT in this instance kind of reminds me of is actually Michael Scott from The Office, um, where he he knows what things are supposed to look like, um, but he doesn't exactly know what he's talking about or what it means. Um, a couple ways, like when he talks about, uh, he's on the phone with Ryan, he says it was on company property with company property, so double jeopardy, we are fine. I don't think you understand how jeopardy works. Right, I'm sorry, what is, we are fine. <laughs> Michael obviously <laughs> understands that, like what, what, what's going on, but he doesn't fully under, understand the context and he can't create something new. Um, and uh, one of Michael Scott's famous lines that I think would actually 
could have come from ChatGPT is when he when he talks about uh, wine flavor and he says that's sort of an oaky afterbirth. Um, so those are things that I thought was funny. It might be a, a small parallel there. You can tell me how I'm right or wrong um, if you'd like. Um, but yeah, there was, Ryan saw a couple things that was really interesting that, um, he saw on Reddit as well. And somebody, I think, negotiated a Comcast bill. So tell us about that, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. So someone had made a, a bot that basically they call the chat GPT negotiated Comcast bill and dropped his bill by 120 bucks. And, and we'll, we'll throw that in the show notes. It's at do not pay bot. And that was per year, 120 bucks per year, correct? Correct. Yes, I, I believe it was it was 120 bucks per year. 120 bucks per month would be pretty wild. So, yeah, no. Comcast pays you to watch. Exactly. So the it, it, they had a bot that basically communicated with them. Remember, if you listen to our first episode, you'd hear how Google did that with a hair salon where they were scheduling something. So someone had created this bot to kind of argue with. Uh, Comcast over it. So I thought that was a really cool story. Also, I got an interesting question here from Omar Fawazi, uh, and he had he had mentioned this goes back to the news a little bit, and I'll cut back to this, and then I'll get back onto some topics. I meant to mention this earlier, but he was saying, what if they charge, let's say, five dollars per queries, per hundred queries, let's say. Kind of like what they're doing in uh, in Dolly, you know. I, I think yeah, you... that's exactly what they're doing in Dolly. <laughs> I I got hooked on Dolly and actually paid for another. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the amount, but I paid fifteen bucks to up my usage. So there you got me. There you go. So <laughs> the fact that Ben would pay that tells you if Chat GP, GPT goes under a paywall, I mean, you would pay that, right? I, I don't know how I wouldn't. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So for Wazzy, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll tag you in this as well because I thought that was an interesting point you and I had back and forth on the uh, on the chat. I got so, I got two other examples here for you. Both of them are from Reddit, uh, both about four or five days ago. So as a lot of you guys have seen who have been using chat GPT have noticed that it's, it, it's felt a little nerfed, I would say. It's, it's not spitting out as heavy a data as it once was about a week ago, which if you're doing the math on that real quick, that's uh, uh, December 6th, 7th, 5, 6, 7, around there. So these were back when it was really at its most robust stage. And I'm, I'm curious why it's being kind of pulled back a little bit, but we, we can talk about that on another episode. But I got two examples here. So one of them was discussing how to fix his car. And so what he, you know, we had talked about earlier is there's problems that is linear and then problems that can be fixed through diagnostics, right? Base, and so what he did was he threw into chat GDP or GPT. I'm, I'm going to mix that up a lot. Um, so what, what is wrong with my car? It's doing this. And it pumped out stuff like it was a fuel pump, a fuel, a fuel filter, start motor, battery, etc. Then he proceeded to ask how to diagnose it. And then he mentioned kind of after exhausting that, he asked it more unusual questions. And then it ended up being the crankshaft sensor. And so he, he even mentioned in the post, I don't know how much Googling that would have taken me because again you'd have to go through posts and read and read and read where he just continued to ask questions into the query to get where he needed to go now the fun story about this was the only pitfall was it couldn't give him specifics on how to fix it so guess where he turned to google thank you yes that we referenced in episode one i mean 
you need you still need Google. I don't think it's going to be the Google killer, and well, I think we'll continue to keep saying that. Uh, my second example here was writing for a paper for college. I know a lot of you are probably rolling your eyes, thinking, "Yes, you know, I've been on Chat GPT for two weeks now. Everyone's going to use it for paper writing." That's correct, but this was you have to remember this was a week ago. This guy had said he. It kind of taken an interest in it, and so he asked it to write a thesis, then an introduction, then asked him to open up on the main topic, all while asking it to cite sources, which it did, then write the conclusion. The big thing he did here is then he ran it through the plagiarism sites, and it passed. So being able to write a paper like that is wild. And even if they've you know nerfed it recently like they talked about, this is a huge example of what can be possible. Now, I realize they've dialed it back a little bit and that can be a little, um, it might not be able to spit out as good a paper. But the fact that it happened is pretty impressive. Now, you know, will this shift in teaching? I, I, I don't know, but we will definitely talk about that next episode. Yeah, so that's something that we really want to dive in a little bit more on because obviously there is going to be a shift um, happening and it's inevitable. Now that this now that t- t- this technology is kind of reaching this point of this sophistication, um, it's not going to go back in time. It's only going to get more sophisticated. So um, there will be a shift. It's just a matter of how it ends up getting shifted and um, uh, what ends up happening and what the responses are. So um, we're going to try to look into the future on that. Don't think we're going to get very far in the future, but um, that's something we'll at least dialogue on. So we appreciate you uh, giving us a listen today. Uh, rate and review this podcast. If you like what you've heard, give us a follow on Twitter at ChatGPTReport. Once again, that is on Twitter at ChatGPTReport. And please send us an email about what you've heard, or if you just want to talk to us directly, um, you can send us an email at thechatgptreport at gmail.com. Thanks.